that's kind of what I, what scares me is like having to choose between what the two things that I want the most. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely feel you on that. And I just say, I don't think you'll have to choose, but it's going to work out the way it's meant to. And you'll just know, you'll just know. So that's exciting. That's so exciting. my soul sister. Welcome to the happy, purposeful, and free podcast, where we are all about living our brightest, most authentic, kick-ass life that we actually love. My name's Katrina, and I'm your guide, obsessed with giving you the tools to help you get from where you are now to where you want to go in life, relationships, and business. This podcast is all about having fun, showing you there is more to the sober life, and the real talk as we share inspiring stories, tips, and tricks to help you boldly pursue your life. You are not alone in this deal, so let's do this thing together. Welcome back to the Happy, Purposeful, and Free podcast. I am incredibly excited to be here for with you for another episode. I'm super excited about this guest right here. And all truth be told, I don't know a lot about her, you guys, but I found her on TikTok. She is known as the Sober Ninja over on TikTok, and I, I'm obsessed with that app right now and um, love following all the good vibe people over there who are shedding, um, are shedding, spreading light and love and just so much fun. And Kendra Nurkinen, uh, she was 15 when she started drinking. At 17, she drank every weekend and then got engaged and was with him for quite a while. Person she's been with now, she's been together on and off for about 11 years. And this is what was very interesting about her bio to me. Uh, her family wasn't big on her quitting drinking, but she did. She got sober uh, November of 2011 stayed sober for eight months. Then she relapsed. And on January 2nd of 2013, she got sober for herself, which is so, so key in maintaining sobriety for long-term. And I just am so excited for, to get to know her myself and for you all to hear her story. Thank you so much for coming on Kendra. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be on and just to share my story uh, yet again, <laughs> I love sharing my story because it it helps other people. You know, you, if you recover out loud, it lets them know that they're not alone in this. Yeah, a thousand percent over. And I am so excited to see people more and more recovering out loud and sharing their story. Because I know for me, it was vital that I knew that I wasn't alone. Like that was a big factor when I first got sober. And um, I think the more that we know we're not alone, that's like a huge fear that nobody really talks about is we just don't want to be alone. And it's, it's so important in, in that aspect. And so as I shared, I found her over on TikTok. I was drawn to the sober ninja because I'm like, this must be a really badass chick because she's (laughs) doing the, the, the ninja stuff. And I loved her hair color. It's blue. You all know I'm a blue and purple. And so, um, and I just loved her light and her message and the fact that she was just vulnerable there. So TikTok, tell me, first of all, what, what, what got you started on that platform? Um, I actually was, I got laid off last year. So, um, after about like seven or eight months of being laid off, I finally like got on it 
and was like, okay, I'll just kind of see what this app is about. And then as I started to share more about like being sober and stuff, I noticed a lot more people in the sober community started following me. So obviously because my name is the sober ninja, you know, I wanted to make sure that I also shared, you know, like my struggles, uh, which sometimes they are a weekly thing. Sometimes they're a monthly thing. Um, but I wanted to share, you know, everything that I could and use my platforms for people who are struggling quietly, you know, those that don't want to come out and say, you know, I'm an addict or I'm an alcoholic. That way they can come out when the time is right, if they want to, but at least they know that they're not struggling by themselves. So with the whole TikTok thing, it was just kind of to, um, I guess, pass the time, if you will. <laughs> and then it just, be it just became like something that um, I used for like ninja training and, you know, telling my story about sobriety, um, posting a lot of sober videos, as well as just being myself, which is like weird out there, kind of crazy person that, you know, does her own thing. It's so much fun. If you guys aren't following her and you're on TikTok, you definitely have to go follow her over there. So tell, <laughs> tell me a little bit more about, uh, you know, you, you got sober in November of 2011, you stayed mm -hmm. sober during that time and then relapse. Yeah. And when you got sober this time, you did it for yourself. Talk more about that. So whenever I first got sober, um, the boyfriend that I'm with now, um, the one that I've been with for, who's <laughs> been with me through absolutely everything, um, he actually gave me an ultimatum and told me that I had to pick either him or the alcohol. At that point, he was hoping that I loved him more than I loved my drinking, which, you know, was the case. So I quit drinking, um, went through the movement or like the motions of it didn't really like put a hundred percent into it. And so then we were sitting at a restaurant and, you know, I told him that I thought that I could control it and I ended up drinking and relapsing. So that was a huge thing. And then I believe it was probably six months after the eight months that I was drinking or yeah, it was about six months. Uh, I drank and then I decided that enough was enough and it, nothing really like super, you know, clicked, I guess this time around, it was just kind of like, look at what I'm doing to my life. I'm pretty much like destroying my life and I didn't want to lose him. So mm. it was, it was get sober or, you know, I'm going to lose, you know, this amazing guy. <laughs> Yeah. How did you know there was a problem with alcohol? Like the first time you tried to get sober? Um, I ended up trying to flip my car out in the middle of nowhere. Um, I was trying to commit suicide and that was like a big thing. So I didn't think like, you know, at the time, the first time that I got sober, it was just kind of like, like you know what, I'm going to give into you. I'll do what you want me to do. And I'll go through the motions. I don't really care. And that was like a huge thing was that I was so selfish in my addiction. And even after probably three or four years after my addiction, like I was, you know, in recovery and I was still being like super selfish about it. So, you know, it's taken me a while to gain his trust back. And I, you know, still after eight years, I fully don't have it back. And I don't think, you know, it takes years and years and years to gain somebody's trust back that you completely broke and destroyed. 
So it was just kind of to the point where, you know, the first time I didn't see that I had a problem. And then, you know, the second time around, I actually saw that I had a problem that I really could not have alcohol in my life or else I was going to lose absolutely everything. Yeah. I think it's what you said there about building that trust back takes a long time. And I, I know that's true. I I think that there are times, even my own husband, I mean, he still at times is just like, yeah, I'm not sure. Like there's little red flags that will come up for him every now and again. And even though he knows, but still like if it, there's a trigger there that something I say or do, and you know, not purposely, obviously, but like, it could still bring up that trigger. Like, Oh, wait a minute, you know, and it question and gets you to question yourself for a moment. Yeah. And that's kind of how his thing is because, you know, as you know, addicts, we have like certain behaviors that sometimes we resort back to, and we don't really even notice it either. And then our partner sees that and they're like, okay, like this is your behavior before, you know, whenever you were in your active addiction, as well as like whenever you were trying to recover and they see those little things that we do, the, you know, our actions and stuff, or even like the tones in our voices or whatever. And that's kind of like a trigger. They think that we're going to resort back to that stuff. And so it, it has taken me a while to, I mean, like I said, still, I'm still gaining a lot of stuff that I lost because of my addiction. Yeah, definitely. I, I so resonate with that. And I think uh, that's such a, a, an important, powerful story. So what, what is sobriety bit brought for you? What has it been like for you? Sobriety has brought me, um, well, first of all, I lost, I guess you can't really say lost a lot of friends, um, because they were never really my friends to begin with. Um, I lost a lot of people that were in my life, um, after I quit drinking, um, it's kind of given me like clarity on what I wanted out of life. I started going to school. Um, I bought my dream car. I graduated from college first in my family. And then, you know, I started having a goal and a dream to become an American Ninja Warrior. So, I mean, with everything where my life was and where my life is now is complete 360. It's brought me so much success. I love that. And I, I think what you shared there about having the people in your life and, you know, I resonate so, so much with that. I don't know if this is true for you, but I did not know like what true quality of relationship was until I got sober and you see those people who you thought were friends like disappear and no longer friends. But the people that have come in my life since then are those relationships are unlike anything I could have ever imagined. Yeah. Like it is absolutely amazing. I mean, I, I, and even still, I mean, I don't have, I don't really have friends that I hang out, hang out with right now because you know, whenever you are in recovery, people don't really understand a whole lot about what that process is. And you have to find like, you know, certain friends that you can be around and, you know, share that with, with them actually understanding, because, you know, I can be friends with normal people uh, who, you know, like normies, like who, I mean, my boyfriend, he drinks. So, I mean, he's, he's a normal drinker and it's just kind of, as long as it's not, you know, like pretty much thrown, not really thrown in my face, but I've learned where I can be, who I can be with, you know, in that aspect, because I mean, it's all around. So 
I mean, going to restaurants and, you know, everywhere else. So it definitely, we definitely get to learn how to live with alcohol, um, mm-hmm. not consuming it, but live with it because it is yeah. so, so prevalent these days. Tell me more now you've moved into this, you're trying out, you're getting fit for the American Ninja Warrior. Tell me about that process. So this year I was not picked. Um, I will continue to train. So they have competitions throughout the year. There is um, the Ultimate Ninja Athlete Association. They do competitions throughout the year. That's usually the competition that I like to do. Um, There's also the National Ninja League competition, and then they have the Texas Ninja League. So this year um, I've done two, I believe two competitions, and then I have another one coming up at the end of May. So what I'll do is continue to train throughout the year. And then at the end of the year, um, do my submission video again, turn it in, and hopefully next year get picked for um, for American Enjoyer. But last year they had world finals um, for the Ultimate Ninja Athlete Association and it got canceled. This year I get to go because I did not take out my registration. You know, I left it and was able to get put in for season six which is not broadcasted on TV, but they broadcast it um, on the internet. So in August, um, not August, at the end of July, I do get to go to a world finals in Vegas for season six of Ultimate Ninja Athlete Association. That's so, so awesome. What inspired you to go down this path and, and shoot for this goal? Um, I was working, so I was working out at the gym, just, you know, trying to build muscle and everything else and get in shape. And I used to watch American Ninja Warrior all the time. And I saw these amazing women, like being able to get on these courses and have these awesome stories. And I was like, you know what? I can do that. Like, I want to do that. I feel like with my story, I can inspire people. I can show people that no matter what your background or no matter like where you were in your past, that like you can, your future can be so much brighter. Plus, I have two nieces and a 14-year-old sister that I want to set a good example for. Mm, I, I love it. I think it's so awesome. I think it's so, like, badass. And I just am cheering you on for that for that, and uh, just to keep going because you're definitely inspiring people with all that you are sharing. I just want to be able to, you know, show people what I do And, you know, maybe it'll get other people out of their shell. And, you know, because sometimes holding stuff in like that, it it makes us explode, especially as alcoholics or addicts. You know, if we keep stuff bottled up, that's usually whenever we want to, you know, release all of that. And sometimes drinking or using is our escape. Yeah, it totally, totally is. So what is happiness for you now? Um, Happiness is whenever I get to go to the gym, um, or whenever I go to competitions, those are my happy places. I love being, um, anywhere where I can do ninja or, um, just train in general. Cause the gym that I go to over in Midland, they are extremely amazing. They have helped me so much in the last like two years since I've been with them. And I also, I mean, my happy place is also with the boyfriend. I I love spending time with him and just being around him all the time because he's just as weird and crazy as I am. (laughs) (laughs) He he gets me. He understands me. (laughs) I love that. That is so, so important for sure. 
So who, if you were to look back at, you know, Kendra back during her using years and, and drinking years, what is something you want her to know from the person who you are now? That it's okay not to please people. Mm. That it's okay to, it's okay to like go a different path than what everybody else wants you to do. Does this tie into how your family wasn't big on you quitting drinking? Kind Yeah. And it wasn't so much that they were, I could say big on me quitting. It was just kind of like, they didn't believe that I was actually, actually an alcoholic. They thought it was more emotional, I guess, than anything like an emotional drinker. But I mean, whenever you have to have a bottle under your seat of your car, because you get shakes throughout the day, I mean, (laughs) you kind of have a problem. Yeah. But you know, it's just, my, my entire family kind of has like this set way that we've, that I've always seen done. You know, we, we have kids, which, you know, kind of sometimes at a super early age, and then you raise those kids. And, you know, that's not really what I wanted for myself. I'm the first one over 30 in my family to not have kids. Um, And it's not that I don't want them. It's just that, you know, I would like to still wait. And I'm not really sure if I want them yet or not. <laughs> I kind of like my freedom. So it, it was just to the to the point where I wanted to get out of my hometown. I wanted to, you know, explore being on my own and everything else. So moving out of my hometown especially was a huge thing for me because, I mean, that's where my addiction was. And granted, when I moved over to Odessa, you know, I still um, drank was when I relapsed and, you know, that was kind of a, a huge thing. I think it was in two, yeah, it was like in 2012. So me getting away from Carlsbad was probably one of the best things for me to do, you know, because I have like, I have this life that I want now, you know, I have different goals and everything else. Yeah. I wanted to be married and have kids at like a super young age, but I'm actually glad that I didn't, you know, because that relationship wasn't a healthy relationship. I wasn't, it was not that it was toxic or anything, you know, it just wasn't the right relationship for me, you know, at that point in my life. Mm. And I'm glad that it happened the way that it did. So that way I wasn't stuck in Carlsbad. Yeah. I think that was just beautifully shared, you know, especially like you have the life that you want now. Yeah. The one you think you're supposed to have. Yeah. And this is one of the things like I'm so passionate about doing what I do is because if you're an alcoholic and you've been an alcoholic for so many years, you start to build this life around these ideals that are not necessarily truly yours. They're based on like how we grew up from our family or things that you see from the outside world and you're under the influence of alcohol. And so there's that, that huge factor there. And so when we remove alcohol and we're kind of going like, okay, now what do I do now? What do I, you know, I'm living this life that truly isn't mine. Cause I made it based upon the decisions while I was under the influence of this alcohol. And I love helping, you know, women navigate through that. And I think it's beautiful that you've discovered that for yourself. Like I get to live the life I actually want now. Yeah. And for a while it kind of, I mean, I had like this whole thing of how my life, of how I wanted my life to be. And then it kind of took, you know, like 
not really like a detour, but as I started to go through recovery and everything else, do like my AA and everything, I started to be like, okay, well, you know, I don't want to be stuck in this profession for the rest of my life. I should go to school for something to, you know, make money. And I understand, you know, a lot of people don't go to college and they make a lot of money, you know, and that's, that's awesome. I'm 33 now and, you know, it's taken me this long to go through college and everything else. And I'm still not done because I did take a break off um, this semester to focus more on training me just in case, you know, I had wouldn't have made it on the show and I wanted to make sure to have that time available, but I never really had like a backbone growing up, uh, even with like the friends in high school. Um, and even some friends after high school, you know, I let them walk all over me and everything else. And now it's just kind of like, I'm going to do what I want to do. And if you don't like it, then, you know, bye. (laughs) I'm good with you leaving. Yeah. I love that so, so much. I'm excited to continue to watch your journey unfold and just like, like I said, cheer you on and see you spreading your light. What is one, like, what is that one thing that like, oh my gosh, if I could do this in the next couple of years, that would be so awesome. But you're kind of afraid to say it out loud. My huge thing, like I said, because I don't know if I want kids or not. um, I would love to be a mother. Like I want to be a mom so bad. And the one bad thing about that is I like my free time. But I've also worked so hard on my body that I've actually joked around with my sister asking her if she'd be my surrogate so I wouldn't have to destroy my body. <laughs> I, love- I, I see, I've seen the way my sisters are, you know, with their pregnancies and everything else. And I just want to be able to experience that. Mm. I want to be able to experience, you know, growing a human and, you know, having, being a mom and having a little mini me running around, you know? Yeah. Well, it's definitely a very, very beautiful experience. And if you, here's what I, like, I had my kids younger. My, my youngest is 10 years from my oldest couple. And all that time I had this inkling, like, I think I need one more. I think I want one more. Not that I need one more, but I wanted one more. And so I knew if I didn't feel, fulfill that inkling, I'd always wonder what if. And kids, yes, they take time, but you know, (laughs) I'm that mom that I'm still like, but I still get to have my life, you know, and and you can totally be that mom too. And so I don't know if you have that inkling, totally go for it when it's that time and ready. Uh, Now that I've had my youngest, I'm like, okay, now I know I'm done. Like, I know I'm done now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I, I always see, I mean, I see all the, you know, all the women, all the moms on American Ninja Warrior with their kids. And I'm like, I could, you know, totally do that. Like, how cool would it be to have a mom like on American Ninja Warrior? Right? Yes. It would be so cool. My little sister doesn't think it's so cool, but you know, she's also a teenager. So she's like, no. Yeah. Yeah. She, she wouldn't get it. (laughs) No. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, that's definitely one thing. And as like a woman, you know, we have like that biological clock is what they call it. So since I didn't get on American Enjoyer this year, like what scares me is having to put off my life, you know, another year because I want to be on the show so bad. And I mean, I can be selfish right now, you know, do what I want. Yeah. So it's just kind of, that's kind of 
what I, what scares me is like having to choose between what the two things that I want the most. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely feel you on that. And I just say, I don't think you'll have to choose, but it's going to work out the way it's meant to. And you'll just know, you'll just know. So that's exciting. That's so exciting. Awesome. I think your story is just so beautiful. And so I just honor you for who you are and what you've accomplished and come through. Is there anything else on your heart that you want to share before we go? Um, for those that are like, you know, in addiction or, you know, anything like that, like if you're struggling, struggling with recovery or your sobriety, I mean, get on Instagram or get on TikTok or get on Facebook. There's so many people who will support you through absolutely everything, you know, and that's like a huge thing for me, like on TikTok. I never thought that I would have such an amazing community on there to, you know, back me up or be so supportive. Like all these strangers that I have never met before, you know, and they're just right there cheering you on the entire time. Yeah. Yeah. A thousand percent. The community on social media for recovery right now is just so cool. It's, it's just huge as well. So thank you so much for coming and sharing your story with us. Well, thank you for having me. I really enjoyed this and I'm so glad I was able to do this. So am I. Thank you so much. Thank you. much for listening and if you loved this episode and know of someone else who has a powerful story and are doing big things please pass them on to me it would mean the world to me if you helped me get this message out to as many listeners as I can so please if you liked what you heard it goes a long way to take 60 seconds leave me a five-star review and share this episode with a girlfriend Don't forget to tag me on social media. And if that's not your thing, shoot me a DM because I would like to personally thank you for doing so. We are not meant to do this life alone. And I'm so grateful to be on this journey with you. Until next time.